another great big hand clap. Amen. Thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm thankful that, that in this day and in this hour, the church of the living God is a place where people can come and receive what their soul needs. And we must remember that that's, that's why we're here. We're here to minister to the spiritual needs of people. And salvation is the ultimate spiritual need of all people. Amen. This is what the Lord has come to do. And I am thankful. I'm thankful for each of you. I'm thankful for this congregation. For 93 years, First Apostolic Church has been preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ in Cincinnati, Ohio. That's something to give God praise about. Amen. 93 years, and, and we are coming into a season of victory in this hour, in this generation, where we're going to see God do amazing things in our midst. Now, it's happening already, but ladies and gentlemen, may I respectfully say, I, and I'll speak for myself, I haven't seen anything yet. What God is about to do, what God... What God is about to do, and, and He's doing it even now. Hallelujah. We are preparing March 18th through May 20th, March 18th through May 20th. Every Sunday between March 18th and May 20th uh, is, a, is a landmark Sunday where we are going to bind together as a body of Christ, as a body of believers, and we are going to accept the call of God embrace the challenge that the Lord lays before us and step into dimensions of the miraculous like we've never seen before. That's, what, that's what's going to happen. Amen. March 18th through May 20th. And I do want to say that on April 8th, everybody say April 8th. Now, April 8th is a very, very special Sunday. And I need you to mark it down. Uh, April, they're all special. March 18th through May 20th. All special, all important. You're going to be receiving communications uh, concerning the, the nature of those services. You're going to be receiving insight as to what the Lord is doing in our midst. And we are preparing to build a sanctuary for the glory of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And it's going to happen in his precious name. But on April 8th, that service will not be held in this building. That Sunday morning service will not be held in this building. It will be held at the Oasis in Loveland, Ohio. The reason it's going to be held off-site is because you're going to be receiving in small groups details concerning the new building that we are building for the glory of God. Now, it's going to be a unique service. There's going to be preaching. There's going to be worshiping. There's going to be shouting. But you're also going to be receiving details in a way we would not be able to present it to you in this kind of a setting. So now, uh, if you were planning on getting me anything for my birthday, or anything for Pastor Appreciation Month, or anything for Christmas, you can lump all of that into one by being at the Oasis on April 8th, 2018. That's all I want. That's all I want. All I want for Christmas is for you to be at the Oasis on April 8th, 2018. So we can sit 
and explain and express the vision. We will be promoting our future, promoting the vision of God for First Apostolic Church and what he's going to do in our midst. And you're going to see it in, a, in, a, in, a, in an illustrated way that will cause you to really be able to understand exactly what it is that we are going to accomplish for the glory of God and by the anointing of God. Hallelujah. Can we give God praise for that right now in the name of Jesus? Thank you, Jesus. And uh, you're going to be hearing me talk about it a lot, a lot, a lot. It's going to be a literal oasis, and it's going to be a figurative oasis. Amen. In the middle of whatever desert you might be going through, God's going to send an oasis right into the middle of it, and we're going to see what the Lord will do for us. Amen. We are in the middle of a, an embracing of our purpose and an embracing of our identity. An embracing of God's calling. Not just what God has called us to do, but what God has called us to be. And it's more than what we call ourselves. What God calls us is more important than what we call ourselves. And God has called us His tree of life in this city of Cincinnati, Ohio. From the book of Zechariah chapter 3. And you're welcome to stand for the reading of the word of the Lord if, if you so desire. Zechariah chapter 3 and verse number 1. The word of the Lord says this, And he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan. Even the Lord hath chosen Jerusalem, rebuke thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel. And he answered and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with change of raiment. And I said, Let them set a fair mitre upon his head. So they set a fair mitre upon his head and clothed him with garments. And the angel of the Lord stood by and the angel of the Lord protested unto Joshua saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, if thou wilt walk in my ways, if thou keep my charge, then thou shalt also judge my house and shalt also keep my courts. And I will give thee places to walk among these that stand by. Now we already understood who was standing by. The angel of the Lord was standing by. So when he said, I will give thee places to walk among these that stand by, he said, I'm going to give you places to walk where the angels walk. Hear now, O Joshua the high priest, thou and thy fellows that sit before thee, for they are men wondered at. For behold, I will bring forth my servant, the branch. Hallelujah. And I love that that is in all caps. I will bring forth my servant, the branch. For behold, the stone that I have laid before Joshua, upon one stone shall be seven eyes. Behold, I will engrave the graving thereof, saith the Lord of hosts. And I will remove the iniquity of that land in one day. In that day, saith the Lord of hosts, shall ye call every man his neighbor under the vine 
and under the fig tree. The first Sunday of 2018, we preached on the subject, it starts with a seed. The second Sunday, we preached rooted and grounded in love. The third Sunday, the Lord spoke, we shall be like a tree. Today, we continue in that growing up into what God would have us to be. And I'd like to preach to you on this subject, the branches. The branches. Could we go to the Lord together in prayer right now? Heavenly Father, I thank you for your anointing. It is rich, it is deep, it is powerful. I thank you for your word because it has the power to set the soul of all humanity free. Lord, I thank you for this gathering of blessed individuals that have come, God, from various circumstances, struggles, no doubt, in life. But gather here today to lift high the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ, our God and Savior. I pray, O oh God, that your anointing would rest upon every word that is spoken. Take that word, Lord, and deposit it directly into our hearts and our minds that we may become that fruitful branch that you desire us to be. Oh, God, we humble ourselves before you. We ask all of it in the matchless name of Jesus. And everybody said, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God bless all of the good folks that are sitting in the vestibule, the lobby. It's not going to be that way always. Amen. We're going somewhere. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And I thank God for you because you're worshiping and giving God praise even in the lobby. And uh, God's doing something beautiful in our congregation. The first half of this year and the first half of this year has been and will be and will continue to be focused on casting vision. God would have us to cast his vision for our church, for this congregation. As the end of the year was wrapping up, the Lord spoke uh, three very powerful words to First Apostolic Church. I was in severe uh, back pain and, and back spasms and couldn't preach and... Uh, and you all prayed for me, and the Lord touched me. But Brother Tierney stepped up and preached a powerful word, chasing God's heart. The following week, Brother Nathaniel A. Urshan, my brother, preached fit for the kingdom. On our New Year's Eve service night, as we were closing out 2017, Brother Mike Easter preached, no vision, no victory. And we were thrust into 2018 with understanding of what the Lord would, would do, even if it only meant that we were to have our ears perched and ready to receive the word of the Lord. Sometimes that's all we have to do is let he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And so God began to speak to us and deal with us, and I I want you to know that when we cast vision, we are not casting just any vision. We are casting the vision of the Lord. This isn't the vision of Joel Urshan. 
This isn't the vision of First Apostolic Church. This isn't the vision of that, that, that would be good for us. This is the vision of God. And that is the living vision. God sent forth his seed. That seed of God has been deposited into First Apostolic Church for many generations. The seed that simply says God will accomplish his work through this congregation is gone into good ground, has been buried, broken up. Roots have spread out from that seed and have been firmly anchored in the love of God, the breadth of the love of God, the height of the love of God, the depth of the love of God, hallelujah, and the length of the love of God. We are rooted in it. We are grounded in it. And because of that, there is no weapon formed against us that can prosper. The tree that, was, that has its roots wrapped around the love of Almighty God has emerged from the ground. That's what we're seeing right now. There has come from the ground just, just the, the, the smallest of stems. And I say the smallest of stems because this is the smallest it's going to be. Because what God is getting ready to do in our midst is going to take us into his heights and into his glory. For his glory and not for our glory. And so we see it and, and we're getting excited because, because we see it emerging from the ground. That seed has burst open. Those roots have gone out. And now the stem has come up from the ground and is growing in grace and is growing in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ the righteous. Now there are many visions that one can have. And many visions come to fruition. And other visions do not come to fruition. For every one vision that was successful, we can point to countless others that were unsuccessful. So many dreams that have died. And, and, and in comparison to those that have lived, it, it, can be, it can be daunting because the vast percentage of dreams that have died is so much greater than that of those which have lived. It really intimidates people, even from dreaming big dreams, because all they can think about is how many others have tried and failed. How many others have come along saying, God wanted me to do this, and God said we can do that. And then when they get out onto the water, they, they fail. How many times? There are visions that live, and there are visions that die. And it's important that we know the difference. The vision will not die if it's a living vision. So we're going to go here for just a moment to a lonely prison in Egypt. Where sits under the, under the shadow of fear. And under the shadow of intimidation. A man, a young man. One of the most promising young people in the word of God. And he's incarcerated in this Egyptian prison. Because of false accusations. And he had, ladies and gentlemen, when I say he had visions, he, this man had visions. He was even called the dreamer. This dreamer had lofty dreams, had 
lofty visions. And now we see him alone in a prison. And he is cast aside from society, forever labeled. He has been falsely accused. And there really doesn't seem to be any way out of this prison. That is until the chief of Pharaoh's butlers and the chief of Pharaoh's bakers, both men were cast into that same prison. The chief of Pharaoh's butler had fallen into disfavor with Pharaoh. The same with the chief of Pharaoh's bakers. It wasn't just a baker and a butler. These guys were, these guys were in charge of all the butlers. In charge of all of Pharaoh's bakers. And they had somehow crossed Pharaoh in a way that would cause Pharaoh to, to lash out at them. He cast them into prison. While they were cast into prison, it's the most devastating feeling. I mean, you talk about a fall from grace, if you please. Here they were able to, to, to not only rub shoulders with Pharaoh and other world leaders, but they were integrally involved in, in the doings and workings of the palace. And now all of that has been stripped away from them and they've been cast into this lonely Egyptian prison. And while they're in this Egyptian prison, they had dreams. Maybe I'm preaching to somebody today who feels like you've been cast into a prison of sorts and you don't think there's any reason to ever dream. No, there's a reason to dream. Dream again. Have vision for what God can do in your life regardless of what it is that you're up against, regardless of what it is that has come your way, what disfavor you have fallen into or what mistake you have made. Dream again. Believe that God can turn these situations around. And that's where this butler and this baker were. They had dreams. They had visions. Each of them had a dream. Each of them had a vision. But as this story would unfold, one would have a living dream and one would have a dead dream. One would have a dream that had him exalted to the right hand of Pharaoh where he was for so long. And the other would have a dream that would result in his hanging on a tree, dead. The baker would die and the butler would live. And what was the difference between the living vision and the dying vision? And here was the difference. In Genesis chapter 40, verse number 9, the scripture says, The chief butler told his dream to Joseph. And said to him, in my dream, behold, a vine was before me. And in the vine were three branches. And it was as though it budded. And her blossoms shot forth. And the clusters thereof brought forth ripe grapes. Pharaoh's cup was in my hand. I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup. I gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. And Joseph said unto him, this is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thine head, restore thee unto thy place. And thou shalt deliver Pharaoh's cup into his hand after the former manner when thou wast his butler. This is the living dream. Now we look at the dead dream. The dead dream, verse 16, when the chief baker saw that the interpretation was good, he said unto Joseph, I also was in my dream. And behold, I had three white baskets on my head. 
In the uppermost basket there was of all manner of baked meats for Pharaoh. And the birds did eat them out of the basket upon my head. And Joseph answered and said, this is the interpretation thereof. The three baskets are three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thy head from off thee. And shall hang thee on a tree. And the birds shall eat thy flesh from off thee. This was a dead dream. Now let's look again at the difference between these dreams. The baker's dead dream opens like this. I was in my dream. Behold, I had three white baskets on my head. The baker's dream was all about himself. It was all about his positioning. All about what he had in his possession. It was all about what he would be able to contain and carry and bear on his own. The butler's dream was different. In verse 9, the chief butler told his dream to Joseph and said to him, In my dream, behold, a vine was before me. The difference between the living dream and the dead dream is that in the living dream, the vine always comes first. I'm not preaching about a dream that has any man being lifted up, about any man being glorified, about any man being exalted. This is a dream of God. This is a vision of God. This is a vision where the vine comes first, where the tree comes first. Can I remind you not only what the vine is, but who the vine is? The scripture says, as Jesus is speaking to his disciples, I am the vine and you are the branches ladies and gentlemen in the living dream the vine always comes first in the living dream Jesus comes first in the living dream Jesus comes first in the dead dream you come first in the dead dream you get the position in the dead dream you get the promotions in the dead dream it's all about you you and what you can get and what you can attain and what you can obtain but in the living dream before we ever get to talking about you or talking about me in the living dream we say in my dream there's a vine and the vine is before me and the vine is before my wealth and the vine is before my health and the vine is before the good things I have coming my way where are your priorities because if you really want to succeed in life you need to lose your life if you really want to succeed in life then you need to seek first the kingdom seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness hallelujah and all of these things shall be added unto you what things jesus had just told them don't look for what you're going to wear tomorrow don't look for what clothes you'll put on or what food you will eat or where your money is going to come from don't worry about 
about how that's going to develop. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things shall be added unto you. I don't want my vision for First Apostolic Church. My vision is so limited. My vision is so, so small in comparison to what the Lord's vision is. I, I, I'm not giving you some kind of a, of a, a visionary dream of Joel Urshan. I'm giving you a vision of God and when you look at the scriptures these are the living visions Isaiah said I saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train was filling the temple when Ezekiel was by the rivers of Shabar he said that the windows of heaven were opened and I saw visions of God it is about the visions of the Lord Jacob said there was a ladder ascending to the to the heavens and at the top of the ladder was the glory of God there is nothing about what we do that can be about ourselves it's not about how good we are it's not about how good we do it's not about the preaching or the singing it's not about the the masterful way we execute any little thing it is about the vine it is about Jesus listen we can't build this church on music and we can't build this church on the personality of a preacher you hear what I'm telling you no sir no ma'am if I die and this church scatters then I have failed as a pastor this has nothing to do with me it has to do with the vine before us it has to do with I am the vine and ye are the branches that's what we are that's who he is I'm going to tell you something we can, we, can build, we can build some things on the talents of people. We can build some things on the abilities of people. We can, we can do it. We can build certain things. And we can put on a show and say, look at what we've accomplished. And this is what we want to accomplish. And we want to, we want to find out who we are. And that's not what it's about, ladies and gentlemen. It will crumble if that's what it's about. Except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain that building I'm going to say that again except the Lord built the house they labor in vain that build it I'm not interested in building a cathedral I'm interested in building a tree of life in Cincinnati Ohio where the birds of the air can lodge in the branches hallelujah I'm interested in letting the seed go to the ground and letting roots wrap around the love of God and letting a tree be planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. And here come the branches. Listen to what, what J Jacob said about Joseph. He spoke on his deathbed. Of all of his sons. And he spoke even of his daughter Dinah. And the Bible says that, that Jacob spoke out concerning his sons. And said in verse 22 of Genesis 49. Joseph is a fruitful bough. This man that was in prison. 
He's a fruitful bough. B-O-U-G-H. It's a branch. That's what it is. It's the main branch. When you're looking at a tree, and that tree is a trunk for a little while, and then all of a sudden it, it kind of forks into a certain direction, that main fork off of that tree is a bough. And Jacob said concerning Joseph, he is a fruitful bough. Notice what he said in Genesis 49:22. Even a fruitful bough by a well whose branches run over the wall. So Joseph didn't understand why he was driven out of his father's home. He didn't understand why his brothers had betrayed him. He didn't understand why they threw him into a pit and that they sold him into slavery. He didn't understand that, that, that when he got into slavery, Potiphar's wife would falsely accuse him. And that accusation would land him in prison. He didn't understand while he was sitting in prison that, that, that this butler and baker would come in and have a dream. God would give him the interpretation of the dream. The baker would die as he predicted. The butler would live as he predicted. And they would forget him. None of that made any sense. But here's the thing about a branch. Branches grow in odd directions. And you don't know which way they're going. They just start this way and then they turn that way. And then they go this way. And then they go that way. And then there's a little twig that comes off of this end. And another little twig that comes off of that end. And some of it doesn't make sense until there's a blossom. Until there's a leaf. And that leaf has aloe in it. And it has healing in it. And the fruit that comes off of that branch. And that fruit can feed the hungry. Hallelujah. You may not know why you've traveled the roads you've traveled. You may not understand why you went through some of the things that you went through. But oh Joseph hear what I'm telling you. You are a fruitful pal now if you'll remain anchored to the vine. You will bring forth much fruit. Joseph walked into that room that day that the butler and the baker were laying there in prison and they were saying, we don't understand. We've got these visions. We've got these dreams, but they don't make sense to us. And Joseph begins to operate in his ministry in his purpose, in his calling, his fruitfulness began to come forth as he ministers to this butler and to this baker. This butler hears the word of the Lord and is told that these three branches are three days. And in three days, you're going to be restored. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for the three days that brought restoration. Anybody else see what I'm seeing? I'm thankful for the three days Hallelujah, because he was in the belly of the earth, the heart of the earth, just like Jonah was in the belly of the whale for three days and three nights. So Jesus was in the heart of the earth. I'm thankful for the three days that lifted my head, the three days that restored my soul, the three days that brought me out of darkness, the three days that lifted me out of the pit, the three days that delivered me from every false accusation, that delivered me hallelujah from every ungodly attempt of the adversary to destroy me thank God for those three days and Joseph preached the three days to that butler he put a seed in his heart and said now don't forget me and the butler said no worries God bless you man 
Thanks so much for the word. You take good care. And totally forgot it. Two years went by. And the butler hadn't remembered one thing about Joseph. He was so excited to be out of that prison. He was so excited not to be facing execution. He forgot all about Joseph. And while, while the butler has forgotten about Joseph, Joseph, it would have been easy for him to think that nothing was going to come of that whole exchange with the butler. But never underestimate the power of a planted seed. We get discouraged when somebody goes two weeks without responding to the gospel. We plant the seed. We think God did something. Oh, this is going to be great. The Lord really spoke to their heart. And then they walk away, and we don't see him again for however long. Joseph didn't see this butler for two years. But when a seed goes into the ground, you don't know when it's going to burst forth from the ground. But his word will not return void. That's why we've got to keep planting the seed. Because we don't even know where it's going to come up. All we know is that the seed went into the ground. So it will come up out of the ground. See, the way the world thinks is this. They think that what goes up must come down. This is the way God operates. What goes down must come up. My dad took me out to his little garden patch a couple years ago. He said, Joe, you won't believe this. He said, last fall or whenever, he said, I took a pumpkin rind. And, and it just, a, just a little pumpkin rind. And I just threw it out into my garden, into the corner of the garden. And just threw it out there and left it. Just thought, I wonder what will happen. And he said, I didn't think any more thing, anything else about it until the following year. When on the other side of the garden came up the most beautiful pumpkin I had ever seen. And he shows me like the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. I mean, this is the thing Cinderella was riding in to the princess castle. And it all started with a seed that was thrown on the other side of the garden. Hallelujah. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, every seed that has been sown, it has not been in vain. It has not been in vain. I wish I could preach it like I feel it. It looked, it looked like a little discarded seed into the corner of the garden. But that seed went down into the ground, went under the soil, and stuff started happening under the surface that the naked eye could not see. That seed you put in the ground is doing stuff under the surface you can't see. So keep on praising him. Keep on praising him. Hallelujah. Though mountains form, though mountains stand against us, though weapons form against us, we're standing on your promise, believing you for greater things because I know something about the seed. The seed is under the ground doing stuff I can't do, accomplishing stuff I can't accomplish. Burrowing, literally burrowing through the ground to the other side of the garden. Coming up out of the garden has new fruit. So the butler is just like, he's just like, he's not even concerned about Joseph. He's forgotten all about that whole church service, that great message Joseph preached, that testimony Joseph laid before him, that example Joseph set before him. God had been planting a seed. The butler is just going about his daily life. Forgot all about poor Joseph. 
But here he is standing in Pharaoh's court. And one day, Pharaoh wakes up and says, guys, I had this really strange dream. And the butler's not even like paying attention. He's just like, he's just listening. He's just like pouring drinks. Pharaoh said there were seven skinny cows. Seven fat cows first. Then there were seven skinny cows. And the big cows ended up being eaten by the seven small cows. And the butler's like pouring drinks. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. And Pharaoh said, I can't find anybody that knows the interpretation. And the butler's not even paying attention. He said, I wish it was somebody. And the butler's just like, can I get you more toast? And all of a sudden, he hears him say it one more time. Now, this is a, taking a little liberty here, taking a little liberty here. I wish somebody knew somebody somewhere. I'd take anybody, even if they were a prison. And the butler's like, I know somebody. Somebody put a seed in me two years ago. Somebody preached to my soul two years ago. Somebody spoke a word two years ago. And all of a sudden, what was under the ground began to shoot through the ground. And that fruitful bough, hallelujah, those branches began to run over the wall. See, Joseph's dreams started, and they started with him. He was the center of his dreams. He was the exalted chief. He was the exalted star. His dreams were about him, him, him. And God was like, Joseph, I want to use you, but I can't use you when your visions are all about you. I have to take you through some things that is going to strip the you from your dreams because it's not about you. It's about me. And if you'll make it about me, I'll make it about you. Because listen to what God's vision was. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If we'll make our visions about him, then his visions can come alive in us. And his vision is all about us. See, God was in Christ. Let me tell you what the Bible doesn't say. God was in Christ showing the world how he could walk on water. Let me tell you what the Bible doesn't say. God was in Christ so that he could make the Bible the best-selling book and get a, lot of, get a lot of publicity for it. That's not what the Bible says. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. God's visions are all about you. You let God dream about you. You dream about God. You dream about giving him glory. You dream about giving him praise. You dream about him receiving honor and adoration. These are the visions of God. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I am the vine. And you, you, you and you, and you and you, and, the, and we are the branches. Hallelujah, he planted the seed. The roots broke from the seed are anchored in his love. We have the promise that we shall be like a tree. And now the branches whew, begin to spread out from that tree. 
In our text, Zechariah chapter 3, we see a man by the name of Joshua. Great name in the Bible. Amen. Brother Joshua Flynn. Great name in the Bible. Yeshua. Jehovah is become our salvation. And in this passage of scripture, Zechariah 3, the Bible says that Zechariah was shown a vision by God. He showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord. And Satan was standing at his right hand. And he was standing at his right hand to resist him. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan. Even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? And he answered and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from Joshua. Hallelujah. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee. I will clothe thee with change of raiment. You have to understand who Joshua was. He was the high priest at a very significant time in Israel's history. Because Israel was getting ready to rebuild the temple of the Lord. It's rebuilding time. It's time to build a temple of the Lord. Anybody see the similarity to where we are right now? It's time to build a temple for the glory of the Lord. And Joshua, the high priest, is standing in Zechariah's vision. God shows Zechariah a vision of things that are going on in the spirit that Joshua doesn't even realize are going on in the spirit. Joshua is just standing in this vision before the presence of God, before Almighty God. And the Bible says that he's got filthy garments on. I can just see Joshua beat down broken down, filthy garments covering him as he stands before the presence of the Lord, trying to do a work for God, trying to rebuild the temple of the Lord, but he doesn't realize that next to him, next to him is Satan. And Satan is standing next to him to resist him. The Lord showed it to Zechariah, and Zechariah looks at Joshua and says, Joshua, listen, I've got a word from the Lord. I want you to understand what's going on, because God wants to use you. God wants to anoint you. He wants to cause you to build the temple of the Lord. He's going to put it in your hands. He's going to put it in Zerubbabel's hands. He's going to cause this whole gathering of people to rise up together in their unique talents, in their unique gifts with their unique resources to stand up and do a work for the glory of God but he said what you don't realize is that standing next to you this whole time is the devil and he's resisting you see you don't even realize it I don't even realize it but there's a devil standing next to us trying to resist what we're doing for the glory of God you don't even, you just think you're having a bad day. No, no, no. There's a devil sitting next to you. And that devil's whispering in your ear, telling you what you aren't, lying to you about what you are, trying to discourage you, trying to defeat you, dredging up stuff from your past, tempting you to fall, causing you to get distracted, trying to get your eyes and your mind off 
of the building of the temple of the Lord. And listen, you would continue to not understand that it's the devil standing next to you. It's not just you. It's not just your thoughts. It's not just your ideas and your problem. And oh, I've got issues. You might have some issues, but Jesus can heal issues too. It's not just your issues. you got a devil standing next to you, trying to discourage you, trying to resist you. The only way Joshua ever knew that there was a devil standing next to him was because Zechariah preached it to him. This is why it is important to hear the word of the Lord. Because the word of the Lord will teach you and show you what is standing next to you. Trying to resist what God is attempting to accomplish in your life. And here is Joshua just standing in the presence of God. Trying to build a temple. Trying to do a work for the Lord. And while he's trying, he's facing all kinds of resistance. And the enemy is standing next to him. Invisible to him. But the word of God revealed it to him. And when the word of God revealed it to him, the scripture says that Zechariah said, not only is the devil standing next to you, but the Lord said, I rebuke you, Satan. The Lord rebuke thee. Even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. And then he said, is this a brand plucked out of the fire? He said, stop pointing out the filthiness of his garments. This is a brand plucked out of the fire. See, that's what the devil likes to point out to you. Because the Bible says, every branch that beareth not fruit shall be taken away and cast into the fire. And the devil likes to point out to you that you haven't borne fruit. So God has removed you and cast you into the fire. And what the Lord is telling Satan is Joshua may have been in the fire, but he's a brand plucked out of the fire. I don't know I don't know what all you've experienced in God I don't know how many times you've fallen how many times you failed how many times you knew what to do and still didn't do it how many times you made promises to God and went back on all of that but I command you in the name of Jesus to forget those things which are behind and reach forth unto those things which are before and press toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus it's time to shut down down the voice of your adversary who keeps pointing out the mistakes you've made because if you could hear the voice of God the voice of God is saying this they're a brand plucked out I plucked them out I reached my hand into the fiery trial they were in and I plucked them out hallelujah And the angel of the Lord protested unto Joshua. So now the Lord was speaking to the devil. You don't even have to talk to the devil. I've heard people moaning and screaming, Satan, I rebuke you. Satan, you get behind me. You know, we don't even have to deal with the devil. All we got to do is say, Lord, would you rebuke him? The Lord will deal with him. I said the Lord will deal with him. That's what Michael the archangel, the Bible says he was, he was struggling with Moses, disputing over the body of Moses, or struggling with Satan, disputing about the body of Moses. And Michael wouldn't even talk to him. He said, the Lord rebuke you. 
I don't even have to mess with that. I'll praise God and God will fight my battles. You are high and holy and wonderful and great and glorious. Woo. Come on, devil can't catch me. I said the devil can't catch Run, run as fast as you can. You can't catch me. I'm a brand new man. The Lord said, the Lord said, he's a brand plucked out of the fire. Now the angel of the Lord begins to speak to Joshua. And when he speaks to Joshua, he said, the angel of the Lord said, thus saith the Lord of hosts, if you will walk in my ways, hear me, F-A-C, if you will walk in my ways, if you will keep my charge, then you shall also judge my house and shall keep my courts, and I will give you places to walk among these angels that stand by. Hear now, O Joshua the high priest, you and your fellows that sit before you, for they are men wondered at. For behold, I will bring forth my servant, the brand. See, we are the branches. But before we become the branches, he became the branch. Hallelujah. For behold, the stone I have laid before Joshua upon one stone shall be seven eyes. I wish I could preach on those seven eyes. Those are the seven eyes of the Lamb in the book of Revelation. Behold, I will engrave the graving thereof, saith the Lord of hosts. I will remove the iniquity of that land in one day. That's the blood of Jesus. That's Calvary. In that day, saith the Lord of hosts, shall ye call every man his neighbor under the vine and under the fig tree. Hallelujah. Zechariah chapter 6 and verse 11. Then take silver and gold and make crowns and set them upon the head of Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, and speak unto him, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold the man whose name is the branch, and he shall grow up out of his place, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. And when he builds the temple of the Lord, this is what it looks like. It starts with the seed. And it's rooted and grounded in love. And we shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. And here come the branches. That fruitful bough. See, Joseph was a type of Christ. Everything about Joseph was a type of Christ. Even the fact that he was sold the way Jesus was sold. Hallelujah. All of it was a type of Christ. And that fruitful bough, Joseph, Jesus is that fruitful bough. Hallelujah. And we branch off of Christ and if we'll stay plugged in I said if we'll stay plugged in to the vine we will bring forth much fruit and the leaves of the tree will begin to blossom off of the branches and the leaves of the tree of life are for the healing of the nations and see we're going to branch out it's not just going to be here at 6477 Cooper Road what God does is going to branch out it's going to branch out hallelujah Emmanuel it's branching out into the P7 club right now in the name of Jesus Christ Hallelujah. 
Listen, Sister Heath, it's branching out into 2020 right now. As we speak, it's branching out. Brother Parnell, it's branching out into the correctional facilities right now. Sister Louie, it's branching out into Fairfield right now. In the name of Jesus, you are the branches. You are the branches. You are the branches. Don't you let the devil tell you, oh, I can't do this and I can't do that because I used to be there. No, sir. No, ma'am. We stand up confidently in the promises of God and say, Lord, I'm trusting you for greater things. I'm believing you for greater things. Hallelujah. With Aaron Williams, it branched out into that ICU, that NICU. It branched out and touched baby Eliana in the name of Jesus Christ. The leaves of the tree of life began to break open in prayer. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Hear what the Lord is speaking to you. You are a branch. You're not a member of First Apostolic Church. You're a branch that is connected to the vine. Hallelujah. And everything that's inside that vine is flowing through the branch. And the branch is bearing fruit. And the branch is bearing leaves. You say, what about when I'm not at church? You're still a branch. See, you see, they, they were trying to determine which, which, who was used of God, who was favored of God, Aaron or somebody else. And the Lord said, put his rod out there. And here's Aaron's rod. Now, it doesn't look like it's connected to anything, but it's connected. Here you are in the workplace, and you don't look like you're connected to anything at the moment. Oh, but you're connected. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost, y'all. I remember the first time I ever ran into a Bluetooth technology. I was sitting in an airport, and while I was sitting in the airport, here came a gentleman walking up. He looked, he looked professional and had a briefcase, and he didn't look crazy, but he came walking up, talking to me. And I, uh, and I, responded I said yeah and realized he wasn't looking at me so I thought he may not have looked crazy but he apparently is crazy the bluetooth was on this ear and he's talking to somebody that's not there and 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 I I I didn't know what was going on until I realized oh there's some kind of technology that has developed that I have not been privy to yet because he didn't look connected oh but he was connected he was connected. There was an invisible frequency that was taking a voice from some far off place and traveling it all the way to him. And he was perceiving something. I couldn't see. I couldn't perceive. I couldn't detect. That's the way Aaron's rod was. Aaron's rod was standing out there and, and, and nobody saw the connection. They didn't see it plugged into the tree. But it began to blood. It began to blossom. It began to bloom because it's connected. I'm going to tell you ladies and gentlemen if you'll stay connected to God in prayer stay connected to God in fasting stay connected to God in worship and the word be planted and grafted into that vine that he will blossom in you 
He will bud in you. And the branches will bring forth much fruit. Much fruit. Much fruit. And you'll find somebody who says, you know what? I'm struggling with so much. I don't know which way is up. I don't know which way is down. My home is breaking up. My family's breaking apart. And before you didn't know what to do, now you do. You just pluck off a leaf. You just pluck off a little. You just pluck off a little Psalm 23. Heal them. You pluck off a little Acts 238. Heal them. You pluck off a little John 3, 5. Heal them. The leaves of the tree of life are for the healing of the nations. Come on, somebody. If you believe it, if you believe it, I want you to cry out right now in the name of Jesus. Say, God, I believe, I believe, I believe. Come on, let him know, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. Come on, branches, praise him. Come on, branches, come on, branches. Come on, branches. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was just, I just planted a tree. I'm, I'm done preaching. You can, stand, you can stand with me if you'd like. I'm done preaching. Except I'm going to say one more thing. I, I guess I'm not quite done. I was planting a tree as, as winter was approaching. And, and, and there, was a little, there was a little tag on the tree that let me know. There's no guarantee for how these branches are going to go. They could go this way. They could go that way. They go straight up. They can curl. We don't know. So don't be calling us complaining when your branches go every which direction. But wherever they go, that's the way they're supposed to go. Now our young people, you know what our young people's name is? Can you tell them young people shout it out? Say it louder. The branch. You know why they're the branch? Because we are the tree of life in Cincinnati, Ohio. Now, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know where their life is going to take them. They don't know where their life is going to take them. They don't know what they're going to face in life. Anybody that's lived longer than these young people have lived, you know what I'm talking about. You, you've, you've been through some things you didn't expect to go through. But when you look back over your life and you think things over, you can truly say, I've been blessed. I've been blessed. I've been blessed. Young people, I don't know where old life is going to take you. And I don't know what obstacles are going to come in your path. Or what you're going to face. Or what you're going to go through. But I do know this. Regardless of what you face. If you'll stay plugged into the tree. You will bear much fruit. And everything you face in life. 
will cause you to blossom and bear fruit for the healing of the nations around you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want everybody who was a brand but have been plucked out of the fire and grafted into the tree. I want you to come forward right now in the name of Jesus and say, God, that's me. I want you to bear much fruit through me right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. He brought you out. Woo! Shaka baba. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, that's me. He brought me out of the fire. He brought me out of my trial. He brought me out of my mistake. He brought me out. He set me apart. He delivered me. Come on, I want every brand that's been plucked out of the fire to come on up and give him praise. Foundations are shaking and every curse is breaking. Hallelujah. are falling and greater things are coming. Oh, yeah. Foundations are shaking, are shaking. and every, every curse is breaking. Is breaking. Strongholds, Strongholds are, falling, are falling, and greater things are coming. Foundations are shaking, and every, every curse, curse is, breaking. is breaking. Strongholds are falling, and greater things are coming. 